Welcome to a Morley Podcast with Tony Main. Today, Brandon Tucker, a third Ranger Battalion veteran and world pull-up record holder, joins the podcast. Listen as Brandon tells his story of triumph overcoming tragedy through his commitment to his family and to himself. This is a podcast you don't want to miss for America. Hey, welcome to a Morley podcast coming to you this Thursday from the Ranger Outreach Center on the campus of St. Luke. We are so gracious for St. Luke for providing this facility. It will be the home of the Ranger Outreach Facility on July 19th, grand opening at 9 a.m. Uh, we have Brandon Tucker with us, a uh, former Ranger, uh, like I say, always a Ranger, world pull-up record holder, and we're happy uh, to speak Rangers Brewing Company and Veteran Investment Planning all have made significant contributions to ensure that this podcast happens. And so, Brandon, what we want to know, we want to start off right away. Tell us, how does someone become or want to be the world pull-up champion? Uh, I would say a decision. Just make the decision and and let that be it i mean commit fully to your goal and and the task at hand and when you do that i mean that's what it takes so tell me what the what the record is what record did you set what's the official guinness book of world records record the 24 hour most pull-ups in 24 hours i did 7715 in a 24 hour period back in 2019 and you did this i believe down here in columbus yeah we did it at uncommon athlete here in columbus um back in october it was october 26th we tried to do it as close to the anniversary of my mom's death um just i, I needed every edge that i could get so I, I did it on a special day to me not a special day but a very um memor memorial you know the memorial of her death and then yeah we okay did so so you you work as a personal trainer mm -hmm. Right. So it can, you know, fitness has always been a big part of, of who you are. And, and we've also just had Memorial Day. So let's let's kind of take the viewers through your why a little bit. So pull ups. Awesome. People can go online. It's on YouTube. You can see it. How many was it? Seven thousand seven. Yep. Seven thousand seven hundred fifteen. Absolutely insane. Absolutely. <laughs> I saw in your hands at the end look like what? Oh, they, I mean, they were bad. I, after a week, I actually, my hands peeled. Even the backsides of my fingers were peeling off, almost like a snake skin, you know, like sheds. So it was kind of weird. I thought I had like some sort of infection or something going on, but it, basically all the, the gripping for 24 hours killed some skin. So, <laughs> but not that you have to, but would you do it again? Uh, no. <laughs> not that no i'll try something else try something yeah. which we'll, i think we'll talk about in a little yeah. bit because i think you yeah. got a couple things in mind but let's go back to your motivation you'd mentioned your your mother so i want to take people kind of through through your life people have had easier lives mm. right so tell us a little bit about what it took for you to enlist and even join the military what was that that family um life like that led you to wanting to join the military uh, so just to go briefly through my, my, my upbringing, I was raised by my mother, single mom, um, pretty, you know, we weren't well off by any means. We we're pretty poor. Um, 
she did what she could. She was a very loving mother, a very hardworking mother. And, you know, there were times where she worked, you know, several jobs to take care of me and my brothers. But um, the military, I, I, my dad, he served in the Navy. My uncle served in the Navy. I had grandpas that served. Um, so I, I come from a military family, um, which ultimately my brother was active duty around the time, or not active duty, but he was deployed to Afghanistan about a year after I had graduated high school, which ultimately that inspired me. You know, I never had, you know, a loved one at war before. So I never knew what that felt like, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's scary. And I, so I could, you know, any parent or sibling out there that has someone overseas, I, I, I understand like that worry, you know, so that, that inspired me watching my older brother go after something like that and to, to service country and, you know, I admired that about my brother. So my brother was a big part of, of me joining. Started. Um, I, I went to, to RASP, um, graduated in 2011, September 11, 2011, and went to Charlie or Delta Company first. It was my first company that I went to, um, first platoon Delta Company. And yeah, that's where my career started. That's outstanding. And so how, what did you see in terms of deployments, training, then what led, tell us about kind of how you ended up leaving the, uh, your active duty service. Okay. So yeah, I did eight years, right at eight years in, in the, in the Ranger Regiment. Um, I was medically retired due to a inflammatory bowel disease called ulcerative colitis, which is what led to my MEB. Um, but yeah, it kind of hit me like a, a ton of bricks right after the death of my mom. I, you know, got sick like a few months after my mom passed away in a car accident i found myself having issues and started losing a lot of weight and i was i was sick and didn't know what was going on um battled it for a year and a half trying to find you know what medicine was going to work for me and i you know throughout that process i, I tried about everything I, I think at one time i was taking like four pills and getting, you know, the human injection injections in my stomach once a week. And it was just a lot. And finally it got to the point where I do what I do now, which is infusions. I get, you know, my infusions every eight weeks, which ever since I've started, I've felt a lot better. You know, I, I definitely have to pay more attention to my diet and, you know, things like that, stay, just living a more healthy lifestyle. So, um, Tell me, tell, let's go back though, as this is happening, you know, I, I assume, I mean, I, you know, we, we see your sleeves here, <laughs> you know, the identity of being a ranger is very important. What was, what were those relationships like with your fellow squad leaders as you're, you know, you're kind of going through probably doing everything that you can for training exercises, deployments, and then just realizing, wait, like I've got to be away from the guys. Like this is something serious. How how did it affect not only you but those relationships with those guys? So I, I mean, me and the other squad leaders, we were very competitive. I, I took a lot in um, Charlie Company, so that that's where I transitioned from Delta Company to Charlie Company. Um, I took my first squad over there, and one of my best friends was another squad leader, in another platoon. So it was very competitive. If, you know, like when we were doing PTs, like who's doing the hardest PT, whose squad's in the best shape, you know, so it's, it was a very competitive atmosphere. Um, but once I was sick, it was almost kind of shunned a little bit, you know, like you become the, the, the sick ranger or the, you know, which for me was 
unlike my character at all. You know, I was still trying to go, 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 but the it got to the point where I couldn't wear a kit, you know, without extreme pain in my collarbone, like arthritis pains and just aches and, you know, just extremely weak, fatigued, you name it, man. My, it's an autoimmune disease, so basically my body was shutting down and was going against everything that I, you know, lived for. And, you know, I loved, I loved leading. I loved being a squad leader. I loved being a team leader. I loved teaching people and helping develop myself through that process. And um, I wanted to do that. I wanted to help people with their fitness and with their health. And I'm really passionate about exercise. And, and I knew that's where my heart was. I knew that's where, where I wanted to go with it. You know, I, obviously there's other job opportunities sure. out there that I can make way more money, you know, doing something. If that passion's not there, then I don't want to be there. Well, you took advantage of an existing program as well on your way. Yeah. So how, how did that come about? And what's that program and how'd that come about? It was a good opportunity. So it was um, the Lead the Way or Ranger Lead the Way Fund. Mm -hmm. They the they fund. have a program, which is the Collegiate, Collegiate a Access, Access program. program. Yeah. So I went through that. Basically, they you know had a lot of guys like me, ex-Rangers and you know other guys that have made it up there and got accepted to these Ivy League schools. So I, I you know, I took it as an opportunity that not a lot of people have. I went up to Columbia University, did their, you know, interview and their entrance, entrance exam and, and realized that I needed to work on my writing and, mm -hmm. you know, was told no, ultimately, but, you know, had the opportunity to go back, which I never did. I, I got into what I was doing with the personal training and the coaching that, you know, I felt like if if I'm going to be successful at that, I need to to stay where I'm at. What? But tell us about the critical skills program that you went through because before you actually got out, you took an opportunity to kind of intern a little mm -hmm. while first. Yeah, so I internship through the soccer and through my my new duty station became a gym. <laughs> so every day, you know, I'd be in the gym, and I, you know, learn, had a lot of opportunities to learn from the other coaches over there at Uncommon Athlete and kind of got my foot in the door and it made it, for, made it for a really smooth transition out of the army, already having that job in place. And although I wasn't making a lot of money, it was, it was what I was passionate about. It was, it made that part of, you know, leaving something that I loved and something that I had goals and expectations and everything was laid out. I had my whole life figured out, I thought, you know, so being able to transition to something that, that I was passionate about really made getting out of the army easier. And so um, for folks listening, either through special operations committee, which was mentioned the care coalition or through your military service, folks with six months left, um, if they plan it and if they do it right, uh, are entitled to a, to an unpaid fellowship could be out of uniform, actually learning your new, new skill for yeah. a future employer. So that's the fact that you, you know, care of that, did you, did you feel, do you think that helped emotionally as you were kind of dealing with this? Okay. I'm not a Anymore, but you had the stability of your your military paycheck while actually working on something new. Did that help with you emotionally as you transitioned? Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. I can't imagine not being in that situation. How things could have went several different ways. You know, I, I was going through a, around that to the death of my mom, and 
you know, I not only lost my mom, but the, the, the guy that I considered a stepdad, you know, was with my mom for 14 years. They both passed away in the car accident and you know, die within my company that year and, and you know, deployment and being told your military career is over and having to figure out, you know, a new life. And four months after getting out of the army, I go through a divorce and, and it was just a whole lot was going on. So I can't thank Uncommon Athlete enough for the environment, the atmosphere that they, they have there and, and just the friendships, the bonds that I've made over the, the last few years working there. It's been a blessing. So, and, and so, you know, you run through your list. It's successful career, right? And then we're going to stop the list for a second. Mm -hmm. and, and then it's getting sick, mm -hmm. you know, a divorce, leaving the military before you thought you would the death of loved ones. Now you're a world rec record pull-up holder. You want to do every everything that it's about you is about so a person be can, can become better and then that person hopefully makes an effect on other people. How do you go from really those tragic kind of sets of uh, events? What was it about anything in your upbringing or a conscious decision that you made to just stay positive, to keep fighting? Uh. I think for me, it was, I have three, you know, I have, well, I have four brothers, but, you know, three of us had the same mom. And um, though we all lost our mother, and I, and I always look back to that week of blur, you know, after the death of my mom and, you know, the burial and the, just that whole week. Is, I always look back to that, and there had to be one of us to to be the rock, you know, like the the strong one, like, because my brother needed me, I needed my brother, you know, like we needed each other to, to pull each other up, um, to keep us from going, you know, it's just a really rough time. But I think I made that decision then that, Hey, my brothers need me. Um, one of us has to get us through this, you know, and not that I've been the only thing. My brothers are, they're some solid dudes that have pulled me out of spots, but I think that week really, is when I decided I'm not going to let this kill me. <laughs> well, and, and so some people, they actually struggle after being the rock. Mm. They can only do it for so long, but you've actually turned um, your mother's death and your stepfather's death. You actually, um, what is it, a, a march that you kind of do? Brothers every year, Memorial Day? Yeah, so we do a memorial hike on Memorial Weekend, my mom's birthday is may 27th so it, it usually falls this year it was on memorial day um but we do a memorial hike for her every year and we hike the amount of miles that she would have turned so this year actually wearing one of the shirts we did 52 miles for which would have been her 52nd birthday this year and we created a brand and we call it hardyhood athletics hardyhood means the definition of hardyhood means bold and daring and we want to turn it into more of an more adventures other than hiking, but basically just it, it's a way that we've been able to continue each year to get together in the wilderness and nature, you know, and just kind of reflect and, and bond together. And it's grown. Now we have people go this year, some good close friends who have also lost you know, loved ones. Two of them have lost their mothers you know, to cancer. And so it's just, it, it's a good thing that, just kind of fell into place and started as an idea like hey man let's go hiking for mom's birthday and 
and we do it every year. So this was the fifth end that we've done for her. So we want to keep it going. <laughs> well, that's outstanding. And so if any of the listeners, you can, uh, Brandon, and, and if it's something that you'd like to do, let them know. Yeah. What's next, though? Tell me tell me what's next, because I think in that Mars, as you're doing all these things, there's still probably some internal fires uh, that, that you kind of are looking to test yourself for. Absolutely. I think the pull-ups lit more fires. The, the pull-ups for me was almost the test run to see what am I capable of, you know, and, and to, to put all the things to practice of, of committing to something, to really fully going after a goal and giving no no out, no, no way you're not going to do something, going at something full on like that and being successful. It just proved to me it is true. Like I believe with every ounce of my heart that you can do anything that you put your mind to with the right amount of commitment. So, All right. And you said that that's your word now, right? Like that's kind of yes. like commit to so, so just like, let's kind of close on that. Let's talk about what that word commitment, how it feels to you, what, what it means to you, what you look at commitment in some I just, I, I think a lot of us hear the word commitment and, and we don't really fully commit. I mean, we see it in every day, you know, you, you, you you got these friends out there that are always getting the newest cell phone, the newest whatever it is before they even figure out this. I don't know about you, but I, I don't know how to work my smartphone all the way. You Definitely know? So not like, all the way. No, like way. commit to something long enough to see it. Through. You know, before you go on to the next thing and you, you know, oh, it, it, before, you know, when it gets tough or you get to a roadblock, don't let that be the end. That's where growth happens. That's where you learn. It's like, all right, let's redirect a little bit, you know. But the the end state, the mission, or the goal, or is never is like commit to that. And along the way, it's it's the journey, it's the process. Like you learn commitment is there's no out. So you can't have one foot in, one foot out. Like there has to be all in or all out. There's no halfway commitment, you know. So. I think just when you find a goal or you, you, you tell yourself you want to do something, then give yourself no out and, and fully commit. And, and it all starts with belief, believing in yourself, abilities, and um, having faith, I think, is, is also another very important. And, and faith is, you know, through faith, you, you build that belief. You know, so so for you, what is your what is your faith then? What is where do you find that strength or your kind of belief system? Uh, and my mom, I, I I will say that my mom is paying why for anything that I do. I, I want to honor her. Like I said, we grew up pretty poor. Um, I watched her struggle, you know, and I don't want to live that life. You know, I know life. She she's proof of that. You know she, she's gone, and, and you never know when your time's up. Commit to you. Commit to your life. Commit to your goals. Commit to the opportunities you have. And yeah, I no, I I love it. And in fact, we were speaking to, with with a group today, and we were talking about the role that spiritual fitness plays. And unfortunately, some people hear spiritual fitness like. Here comes the Jesus talk. Someone's yeah. going to line me up for this Jesus talk. But it's you have to believe in yourself, but there's also 
there's something more than, and you don't have to define it for some people that might be their life's journey is to figure out not their why purpose, but the why they were put on the earth. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. Right. Like that's a spiritual journey, but to ignore something has valued for thousands or depending on your background, millions of years, depending on what you, what you believe, um, like my goodness, why are we now putting it? Like if it's all about, then what does that say that, about living in community? But I, I tell you, Brandon, I, time here, I, you know, I go over to Uncommon Athlete sponsors of, of Gallant Few and, and what they do to, to bring community together. And then your is, is just awesome available for, you know, personal coaching, you know, as, mm -hmm. as well. And we're looking forward to seeing this Memorial Day March grow as well. So anything we can do with that to help that um, when it's ready, when it's time to mature, we're, we're happy to do it. So I want to thank you for being on a more elite podcast today. Absolutely. All right. And I also want to thank our sponsors. I want to go ahead um, and say thank you to the Texas Silver Rush. And Texas Silver Rush is, is run by Joe Remini, an Air Force veteran whose son served in Third Ranger Battalion. So it's a great um, Western style jewelry boutique there in Fredericksburg. Please take a look if you're in Dahlonega. Between Dahlonega and Fort Benning is elevation. That's why we do elevated push-ups in the Ranger Regiment. And I will tell you, Three Rangers Brewery, absolutely fantastic. Needs to be on your stock there of, of Dahlonega, getting a break from the big city of Atlanta. And then finally, Veteran Investment Planning is on board to try to really increase the financial literacy of our active duty veteran populations. And we can't thank them enough. We couldn't do it without them. So thank you for joining the More Lead Podcast for America with Brandon Tucker. This will also be available wherever you download your podcast. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you for listening to a More Lead Podcast with Tony Maine. And thank you to our guest, Brandon Tucker. Join us again next week as we bring another veteran who will tell their story for America.